Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. I'm Michelle Fife. Jimmy and I are going to be doing some traveling in October. Uh, CXC is the first stop. October 6th through 9th in Columbus, Ohio. October 28th through 30th, we're going to be at the Baltimore Comic Con. And in the middle there, Jimmy's going to be at a zine fair in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, October 22nd. In October, it's Kayfabe-tober. These are your drawing prompts. Isolate that image and draw a picture a day based on these prompts. Tag us in Instagram and at us on Twitter, and we will share uh, as much of this this material that you guys draw as possible. The videos are brought to you by the comic books that we make. Michelle Fife's current issue of Copra that's out there, Copra 43, you get your hands on that at michellefife.com. Uh, the collections are put out by Image Comics. This is round six and forthcoming in November is going to be the master collection of the first 12 issues. A Watchmen size hardcover of the first 12 issues of Copra is going to be out there in the wild. Jimmy's Hulk Grand Design, Monster and Madness are on the stands as we speak. Scoop these up, man. He's taking the rich history of the Incredible Hulk, whittling it down into very consumable chunks of uh, 40 pages per piece and you're going to get the treasury edition of this come uh, the end of the year street angel deadliest girl alive his image collection of all the image comics street angel work is uh back in print make sure you get your hands on that red room trigger warnings is going to be coming out uh, at the end of september it's my latest collection of red room comics every uh, one of these stories within and each of these individual books are self-contained so scoop up these comics if you see them in the wild give them a shot if you dig them then go ahead and, and grab another now today the big dissection is going to be uh, the double size issue of Daredevil 252 Fall of the Mutants tie-in but Michelle came armed with bounty when he came to the kayfabe compound <laughs> what is this monstrosity that we have before us Daredevil 1 implying that there might be Daredevil 2 there's a yeah it's a chunk of Anasenti Daredevil stuff in order of publication this is an issue we're gonna have to look oh, at absolutely. too by the way the Barry Windsor Smith issue that's absolutely. a good demo tape to monsters I think. so uh, she hits the ground running with a BWS Daredevil comic much, yeah how about that shit yeah self-contained uh, story coming from her experience as editor on the X line right yeah. with a couple BWS uh, great X-Men fill-in issues yeah man so when did you bind this dude I've been collecting these um, for a while just trying to get copies that I could cut up because that's how you got to present it to the binder so I would so take these out, are doubles pretty much nice yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, cuz I got to have the original issues yeah um, and I've been trying to get every Nascenti Daredevil related thing in there, whether it be pinups by John Romita Jr. or interviews in other spots. McFarlane piece? That's another one too. Uh, first McFarlane Got Marvel em. comic. Got and this, this was before uh, the Epic Collections came out. I think because this material has been reprinted since, but I started back in the day when this stuff wasn't available. It was only in the bins. And I just kind of wanted it in like a handsome, cool hardcover. So a good chunk of this is the uh, JRJR stuff, of course. Yeah. Yeah, about Keith, like Keith Giffen doing an issue there. I saw. So good. It's all so great. Luminardi, yeah. that the early John Romita Jr. stuff, and there's a volume two that I did that is the late period John Romita Jr. and the Lee Week stuff. Sure. Uh, before our purposes today, this first issue, this first edition. This is, is around perfect. when I started uh, picking these up off the racks. I think specifically this might be my first JRJR uh, issue. Uh, but this story particularly is one that's near and dear to my heart because uh, when I was a kid, I would just copy comics. And 
entire issues of comics. And this is one of the issues that I copied completely, though I only have two pages uh, that have survived because um, I got rid of a tub of artwork and, and uh, that, that is the tub that I got rid of. But there goes a couple pages of my 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 Arizats wannabe JRJR pages. I love that Al Williamson <laughs> mania. <laughs> right. I think that's one of the things I responded to. And the reason why I copied JRJR at this time is because his body language is something I noticed in 1995 whenever I was like uh, 12, 13 years old. He draws good running, man. Never the same running pose twice. No. Love those hands. Not not to get uh, sidetracked on the sure, wrong issue here. Sure, sure, <laughs> right. Sure. Right. I do just want to keep going through that, man. But I think we did this issue. Yes, we did. Yeah. It's a really uh, nice collection of work to bind. Um, I always love when people do this stuff when they whenever they make their own books, essentially. Yeah. So, so when you bind it, uh, the the binder has to has to cut the book up in some way you could have them do it but i don't really oh i guess it's trust to, that they do it it's to keep the i guess they i guess they cut this huh yeah they sh they shave that off yeah just a little piece uh but i cut it from the actual like i staple the comics i flatten it out then with a roller blade i just cut it in half take out the ads you know uh if i can oh that's so cool and then toward the back too you get um i added some stuff that uh, was pertinent to this sort of run. Right? Oh, wow. like the, I mean, Matt Kelly drew that, but it's also like uh, in the Senti interview, this image that had never been published ever or right. used for a poster or a cover, it's, it just exists here. Is that bullet? And just stuff like that, you know, just to pat it out, round it out, make it a complete, as complete of a thing as possible. It's amazing, dude. You know, like this character doesn't appear in these stories, but it's drawn by John Romita Jr. Right. right, so I, fi I figured, like, yeah, I'm going to include that, you know. Michelle, man, you ain't playing, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is as deep Bull and legit. Yeah, like, JRJR drew that, so I included the Miller version, too. It's like, fuck it, I just like looking at these things, really. Right. Yeah, and you got these characters that really only appeared a handful of times, but they get a profile. Right. Cool, it's just extra John Romita Jr. art in the world. Yeah, is Emmo only in the issue that we're going to be talking only, about? He appeared in seriously just a couple other times. Yeah. And that's it. Widget. We last saw Widget in the uh, Jim, Jim Lee uh, X-Men trading cards uh, <laughs> video that we did. You went hard on Excalibur, dude. <laughs> Poor Alan Davis. But we're here to talk about the mighty John Amita Jr. and Anasenti. Yes. Issue 252, Fall of the Mutants tie-in. And uh, this issue is pretty fantastic. It makes you realize, like, a good writer of monthly comics, you have to put a lot into each issue if you want to make it any kind of quality. And she sets things up. There are B stories. It all kind of pays off. One of the reasons why I like this one is something I wanted to do is because it's it's one and done. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a pretty solid, good beginning, middle, and ending. Yeah. I feel like this could have been like a year-long storyline. Totally. There's so much in this. Totally. And it is a double-sized issue, but it is still like, this thing is, it feels like a graphic novel reading it. And it ties into uh, the crossover, the Fall of the Mutants, yeah. the X-Men crossover. It's not an X-Men book. It kind of takes the place of the civilian, the, the point of view from the streets, but it works on its own. Yeah, it's know? really uh, a subtle tie-in. Yeah. Because right. we only see like the ramifications of that tie-in or a moment of that tie-in is what this whole issue is built around and it's kind of great because it's not interacting with those characters it's just like 
oh shit, if you really had some major event happen, not obtrusive. Like. Yeah, yeah, not obtrusive yeah. in the least. Right. And there's a lot like Anne Nocenti, she said in her interview with her that she wasn't even really like into superheroes. That's not the kind of stuff she was reading. Mm -hmm. She and what she's bringing to this man, she's doing her kind of story using, you know, the shell of uh, Daredevil to communicate these events. This page is a good example of what John Romita Jr. is great at, but he's never really talked about in this regard of drawing human, like small human things, but also a good range of it. So he Absolutely. draws all sorts of people. This always got me as a kid, that little pinky down here. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like, that didn't have to exist. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. He didn't yeah. have to draw these characters this way. And then Nascenti comes in. That's the one-two punch. She comes in and gives them life. Absolutely. Right? And points of views. And it just kind of paints this picture where it's like, I'm, I'm a little kid reading this stuff, right? And I'm like, oh, that's New York. That's the place to be. And she totally paints that picture perfectly with John Rita Jr. Yeah. So the setup with the splash page. First off, another thing about JRJR. Extremely well referenced. Like when he has to do subway car interior, he is in New York, so, so there's no excuse not to be yeah. pretty accurate with it. But his stuff always feels real solid. It's his town. And storytelling wise, man, uh, we have this opening splash and we are uh, inducted into the minds of your average civilian and the ban banality of everyday life where people have their specific concerns man should i get this car in this color you know it's the the everybody's hierarchy of needs is reasonably well met yeah. at this point man so they could have frivolous kind of conver uh inner dialogues down to uh i should bring my wife roses today maybe she likes red wine what color car should i get of course there's one bad apple in the uh <laughs> in the car who's looking to rob a mark <laughs> right but you're getting pedestrian everyday life. People are keeping it to themselves, by and large, just trying to live their life, getting through their day-to-day. -day. Right, it's a good setup for this issue, too. Absolutely. I mean, she does this all throughout the run, but for this story in particular, it's perfect. Absolutely, man, because we're going to see this upset. And I, I think it speaks to... Uh, Jimmy, you did a piece for VH1 about the blackout of 1977 and its relation to hip-hop and how everybody was robbing for, for speakers and stuff like right. that. Uh, I've done research because I covered that in Hip Hop Family Tree and the research that I did. You would always hear stories of people who were there doing their own looting and robbing, but they would see their pastor maybe picking up a bottle of uh, soap detergent on the way to tell people to quit stealing TVs. Or you might see your teacher running with the TV. So in that situation, people were wiling out. Uh, so it's a great setup, man, to have just like normal pedestrian, everyday citizens cut to a cell with this fella who's very salty about being in a prison. Yeah, the the back and forth. I was thinking maybe he's just in jail. Like right, he's being exactly. Out there. Holding cell or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, not not totally sure about that. But you know what I point out is like all these characters look so different. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good range for uh, different looks of characters because I think that's something that a lot of cartoonists, especially monthly cartoonists, it's like, here's what my dudes look like. I have one face that I put on every girl, and mm -hmm. maybe you color the hair differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of different, very different faces. Let's call out Max Shields' color real quick, man, because we got our, our mm -hmm. uh, focal points here. And you could imagine if you were just getting tasked with these pages <laughs> that you might color everybody's hair individually. Yes, right, right. But they're not important. Good job, too, because how busy would this be if they were all colored? Exactly. Right. But because of that coloring, you kind of, it's easy to miss just how detailed and rich this crowd is. Absolutely. So if you could sit and like stare at it, awesome, it pays off. But 
in the reading experience, no, you kind of look over it, and it works either way. Introducing so many characters into the mix, and they all have their arcs. They all have uh, a place where they start out and a place where they end up. Mm -hmm. uh, this, this is not a dashed out story. This feels like uh, a, a serious writer, like their structure here. You know, yeah. we're introducing our, our, our character in jail. We're going to see him. We're introducing the kid in the clinic. We're going to see him. Like all these characters, it seems like we're seeing so many characters. They all get to keep going. This is Vince Russo era writing where like everybody's going to get something to do. There's the part when uh, they met Murdoch and, and uh, Black Widow throw in their costumes and stuff. And it says something about like, let's get be far enough away before we put on our costumes. And her shit is just a bodysuit. And it's like, yeah, we can't let somebody see me turn into my secret identity. It's less than Clark Kent and Superman. Totally. <laughs> I mean, this kid should be locked up for that haircut. <laughs> it's a rough haircut. It's a terrible haircut. I think the colors could have helped, though. Yeah, this side. Full bangs. Yeah, that would have helped. <laughs> <laughs> it's another nice piece of color, you know, just popping these kind of little panels like, oh, we're hearing something. I feel like we'll see, see some thematic rhythm with these hands holding uh, holding things upward. You're right, Yahoo to the winner, you know, to justice. Like, we're going to see that image a couple of times, I think. Something pretty close. Yeah, almost like the greater good is one of these themes. Yes. Got a little... This is a weird piece, man. It's like the kid is the dominant figure in this house who's the one in charge of creating a kind of survivalist Alex Jones bomb shelter <laughs> kind of kind of joy like it's the kid who's in charge of that and his dad's like coming by to visit or something this is the least satisfying of like the sub stories uh in this issue yeah because i don't think it pays off in this issue no. but that's a subplot that's bullet right uh and that's his son who's super concerned about nuclear yeah uh waste nuclear fallout just bombs in general um, so this is just tying into previous issues. Yes. It's sort of like, here's a subplot. Let's, let's keep in touch line. with these guys right, right? Yeah. You won't see them again in this issue. Yeah. First, first bomb goes off, man. Cuts power to joints. And this is a great panel where we can call out the beautiful ink work of uh, Al Williamson. I was waiting until we got a cityscape to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and cutting in the white mm -hmm. to, to, to add that atmosphere. Oh, he's phenomenal. I mean, to have Ramita Jr. and Al Williamson together on a book, you're almost cheating because it's two very good artists. You know, like it's so unusual to get an artist of his caliber inking like this. Yeah, yeah this is one of the great collaborations in comic history down to the letter. You know, the letter, speaking of lettering, I mean, it's a, a Joe Rosen. Yes. Um, he just, um, he takes a backseat. Like he's not showing off in a way like Cam Bruzenak or uh, Workman, you know, those guys are sharp as hell and it, and it lends to the story. But here, it's like, don't worry about it. I'm yeah. just here to tell, you know, I'll be in the back. Yeah. So here's your fall of mutants tie-in. I like that this is about as much as we see because it's an angel. And the story does feel like end of the world, World War Three, nuclear war, all this stuff. And it's almost like you get a, this harbinger, this, just, this angel appears and then we're in end times. This right. is such a sick panel, dude. Like, hands clap and bombs bursting in mm -hmm. air, dude. That's sick as hell. That's the X Factor ship headquarters. Yeah. It's just a block. <laughs> it's like this abstract shape. You don't know what it is. You wouldn't know what it is no. as a civilian. And it totally doesn't matter for this story. It does not matter. You know, it's District 9. Yeah, a lot works here. The holding cell blows up and our boys are able to escape. Look at that. 
Like, just the body language of the fallen mm -hmm. guard. I mean, even just the, the crop of that. I mean, it's just so perfect. Yeah. He's a master of just body language. Yeah. Just weight. heroic weight, but also civilian. Like, I can't stress that enough. He's oh, just yeah. so good. Yeah. Imagine just these bombs going off one after the other. This is a hard story. I mean, I read this comic on 9-11 of this year, you know, with some of that stuff fresh in mind, you know, and, and just... You know, it, that, that was an added piece to this whole thing, for me, personally. Then you get your pages. Now, now this sort of takes place of the thought balloons that we had in, in the splash page of issue one mm -hmm. and the subsequent page. So everybody has four different concerns. In terms of the hierarchy of needs, we are at the base level now. Water, food, mm -hmm. medicine, we need it all. Guns. And it's how quickly these things become a concern, you know? Sure. By the way, you know, for all the hard work that those guys have done. They deserve that page. They get that page rate. <laughs> Come on. This is a double-sized issue. They get Come that on. page rate, man. More cool. It's cool storytelling, yeah. though, even using all that black. color palette remains the same. Soupy. You know what, go back one page. Michelle, you mentioned the letter. He's not showing off, but what a good use of lettering, right? Like, things are getting out of control at this point right. in terms of the talk of everybody, and you see, like, attention. Right. And, and it's represented visually on a series of black panels up to that point, so again, storytelling being used by even effective. the letterer. Right, it's effective. Soupy, soupy atmosphere. Oh, man. Thanks to Al Williamson and those parallel lines. And making the wobblier, the better in this context. Mm -hmm. Because it really feels like you're looking at dust particles. Yes. You know, the speed line of a dust particle, like, flowing through. And you get the sense that, like, the negative space is the clean air to breathe. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Everything <laughs> else, like, that's the stuff that's going to give you a lot of trouble mm -hmm. in later years. There's, there's ammo showing up. Yeah, I guess the, villain. The, the leader of our bad guys got the Zubaz pants on, man. <laughs> don't trust, don't trust a dude with guns and Zubaz. Yeah, there's a lot going on on that character. This is the '80s, everybody. Yeah, I think the solicit for this issue mentioned a character called Bad Seed, so maybe they changed the name. Bad Seed's in here, but, but yeah, I was about to say that's a secondary character, yeah. which is never used. Like, so it just it just shows how last minute this stuff is. Yeah, draws a dichotomy between the victors and the victims and ammo. He's, he's a victor. Yes. Join him. <laughs> and then when this guy shows up, it, it's like, uh, this is this is after Akira wiles out in, uh, in, in Akira, and then the factions form, you know, because now this is like neo-New York right mm -hmm. now, immediately. Being on the winning side of things is way more important than being on the right side of things when you got a bunch of people with guns uh, telling you what to do. So here's a version of like the hands up in the air. Yeah, like this is the team that we've chosen. And they're gung-ho. <laughs> and they all start adopting war paint hmm. pretty quick. Look that little beat too, sniff sniff. That panel right there, that's just such a good moment. Yeah. Just subtle, it's not intrusive. Again, did not have to be there. Right. I really like this. I, I can't think of another time where I saw a panel like this where so much happens and it's from captions it's ground level you're looking at these neighborhood hell's kitchen buildings a heart beats its last a watch stops ticking 
a prayer grows unanswered like this is a really sweet image man and it's up to you to project how much time is passing right there mm -hmm. you know it could be all happening at the same second city of eight million stories or it could be something that's taken a little bit of time again nice coloring using the red to pop this panel is incredible to me just from a drawing standpoint. This is your hospital fallout, right? No electricity, so you've got flashlights cutting through, like, I think that's duo shade. That's no, it's yeah. zippetone. Is it? Yeah. But still, you know, like, again, using one more effect on top of your coloring and all the other craft that display here to show, like, we're in, we're in tough conditions here in this hospital. Like, people are dying because we've got no power and running out of supplies. Yeah. And... No, I could be wrong. I don't think Al Williamson uses Zipatone too often. At least not in this run. No. Am I wrong? No, he doesn't use this it This is a, a very specific run. panel for him to use that, and it's super effective. That's one of the crazy parts of this book, is it's double-sized, and yet you're still getting like four tiers a page level mm -hmm. of story. It's super yes. dense. Yes. It's not decompressed at all. No. And, and Ramita can rise to that occasion. Like, he would do 40 to 60 pages a, a month sometimes. Sure. More great coloring, thanks to Max Scheel. I even like whenever we see Daredevil and Black Widow switch into costumes, even the red of Daredevil's costume is sort of tempered through this weird gray irradiated haze. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's get far enough away before we change. <laughs> it may be the end of the world as we knew it, but I'd still like to pre protect our secrets. And then his is her like, <laughs> nobody will ever know. <laughs> I feel like her pre-costume is like a sweater thrown over her shoulders and tied in the front just to obscure like the, the little black widow on her shirt. <laughs> yeah, great subtle color, man. I mean, it's it's 25% magenta, like the lightest red that mm -hmm. you could possibly get. Here's our thief that broke out of jail, ready to uh, ready to rob this poor poor guy. Yeah, he needs to get out of his, his prison his prison duds even though it doesn't even look like he's in any he said it might it was government issue whatever that is happens upon a baby uh tells the baby listen man you're lucky like you're gonna be dead in like two days uh and it's the end of the world so it finds a baby in a garbage can yeah jeez about to kill this old drunk but the baby's watching more good color <laughs> clear focal point yeah and then he it renders him impotent I can't be killing somebody. <laughs> I can't kill when others are watching. He's yeah. not an exhibitionist about his murders. Yeah. He just needs a jacket. Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem a little bit extreme. Like, if the whole point is to get some dude's clothes, he seems out of it enough. Just take it off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? They're both, like, rocking the... Uh, oh, no, it's it's his arm. I was going to say, they're both rocking, like, the leather uh, yeah, wristbands. Right. <laughs> Super popular in 1988. Back to the gangs. Yeah, they're making their plans to... Uh, move on the hospital right they've taken over the armory yeah we so need now they're armed let's go see this is what's cool like with the comics code and all that stuff you could still push things kind of far to certain degrees man i was i'm re-watching the bruce tim like the first run of the batman cartoon mm -hmm. and the very first episode it's man bat and you know it's the character the man bat is addicted to the formula that turns him to mount man bat but they call it the formula but it's, analog sure. you know, it's drugs. Sure. Uh, but they could say it here. You know, and John Romita Jr. never really draws blood uh, in a clear way where the colors pops it in with red. Right. It's always black. It always looks like ink. Yeah. Yeah. And there is mass casualties here. A lot of it is alluded to uh, verbally, but it never, it's not gratuitous in mm -hmm. any way. Mm -hmm. Like, 
you clearly know that there is a body count. It's mentioned enough times. You see the hospital sequences and stuff. People were hurting those explosions. This ain't just comic book explosions where you're not thinking twice. Such a nice reflection right there. That's hard really to pull strong. off. I wanted to point out, we have these parallel Al Williamson lines that are defining the shape. Yeah. There's no holding line, but when yeah. you get up to his head, there is a holding line. So it does bring his head a little bit more into focus and mm. a little bit more into the foreground. Yeah. That's some cool art ideas there. What this a, would be a beautiful artist edition. It, like that, that original art, it's got to be spectacular at, for that panel. After reading this, it made me think like, yes, this needs to be the JRJR Al Williamson team up. Mm-hmm. I'll settle for an artifact edition where you just scrape, you scrape together 150 pages of random. Yes. I don't need to. I'm not. I got the comics. I can sure, read those. Sure. But give me 150, 200 pages of their collaboration at the original size. Williamson to me is like very noteworthy for the lack of holding lines with stuff. He would do that very often in EC comics. Yes. Uh, to define his forms. <laughs> this this is the yeah, 80s so movie strange. <laughs> canon films i wish like, it would have been a long shot of them like jumping with their legs bending behind them. <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> you know it's, it's totally that fucking butch stuff so it's what these hell's angels like local a couple of local vigilantes. Uh, ex-vietnam vets are they uh right that was still the era when you could have like like the vietnam vet was still a big player in the uh, 80s comic scene yeah absolutely mm -hmm. man oh are the Guardian Angels still running around in, in New York subways? You still see those yeah. guys? Yeah. They were a big deal on uh, talk shows of uh, the 90s, on Geraldo and Jenny Jones and all. That's how I knew them. Never been to New York up to that point. Yeah, they used to walk around the streets and, you know, so one of them comes to Roger's Mysterious Time Machine and hangs out. He's just a fan, just cool. Do you, rem <laughs> Do you remember the uh, Jim, Jim Carrey parody in In the Living Color? when he was a guardian angel had the beret and stuff but he's like a little kid with a big walkie-talkie and just seeing grievances everywhere and always gets his ass beat <laughs> so this is one of those hard pieces especially like oh, yeah. i'm reading this on you know 9 11 2022 you got the triage where like round one of these kinds of mass issues is like you got to triage everybody you possibly can this lady's like what is going on out there it's the end of the world oh really I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, I think she just lost her leg. Yeah, give me all those pills. Mm -hmm. We need to, I'm happy to free up this bed. Like, I'm going to, it's at that level when there's no more civilization, it becomes full on survival of the fittest. And the fittest ain't necessarily Elon Musk and Bill Gates. It's the big dudes with the guns for a little while. Yeah, it's a heavy scene, man. Yeah, it is yeah. for especially this kid who lacks direction. Sure. Like, his arc throughout this issue is. This, and he needs help and he needs to die like this little <laughs> motherfucker is like matt you gotta help me i just wanted to watch this dad like beat on his kids and it was entertaining to me i liked it and i'm so sorry but but i did yeah yeah that's that opening sequence when he brings in that abused kid yeah and he's now you know kind of getting half masked semi-hard a little pre-lube hooking somebody up with a bunch of <laughs> pills to like watch them die in front of his face this, this kid needs to be off the streets. Williamson's trying to give him that 40-yard stare, though. This is, <laughs> this is trauma this, this poor dude's going through tonight. I don't think he's appeared in previous issues, but he's kind of written in this way where Matt Murdock is sympathetic. Like, they're kind of buddies. Yeah, they, they, have, they know each other. Yeah. Kane is his name. He, and, he, and he gets a weapon. So that, so that, that, that name is probably symbolic. Going through what, like air ducts or something? Right. Mm -hmm. Pretty freaking dope. 
it's there's some fun stuff with that too where he's like sneaking this explosives expert around and uh leading the way and he's like how do you know where we're going he's like oh, i can smell this and that like he's it's uh commando opening scene of commando <laughs> we're downwind you can smell them i did this ammo character really is like the misfits from gem cartoons <laughs> like that whole outfit not that far off from road pig it's true yeah it looks totally like a dreadnought i'm assuming ramita designed that character oh absolutely man because you know he's he's like the one cartoonist of the day to like be known to go to the discotheques and the dance clubs and i That's could right. imagine you could see that kind of fashion <laughs> yeah. at the time that like post madonna material girl like uh -huh. feather earrings weirdo shit controlled bombs by the good guys yeah the plan to bring out all the bad guys through one exit yes and daredevil's instructions are don't shoot to kill yeah, shoot to wound. Yeah, I know, right? There's, there's no. It, we're in a blackout conditions, and guns are gonna start popping off. Come on. Got a good schmaz sequence, man. Let let JRJR go ham for a couple of pages. Also, again, if it was a different letter, that would read so differently. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's that's pretty just, classic. Yeah, that lettering's almost the Matt early Mad magazine. Yeah, you know, some just ben your sound Oda. effects everywhere. Right, right. Some Ben Oda. This really, it feels like there should be a sound effect that's like... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Respect this work. <laughs> also, the storytelling is super solid. Meaning, oh, yeah. not, not only not only the drawings, but the panel formations. Sure. He's not fancy. He's not pushing anything. Not trying to be cool or avant-garde. It's just blocks of information. Yep. And it draws you in. That's, that's an effective sort of... Um, skill i think it, it's a good way of telling that story it's a tough amount of storytelling in this issue like i was thinking of that going through it not an easy issue to draw Kit. there's so many crowds and to make everybody yeah. like stand out that you need to recognize quickly as you're reading it like mm -hmm. it's it's pretty tough there's so much setup and and a lot of stuff that pays off later i can't imagine that it's completely a marvel method script like this feels tight it does feel tight yeah if ramita jr's interpreting a couple of pages of plot into this he should get writing credits. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you it is right. a tighter script. Yeah, maybe she just, maybe Anasenti just provided a page by page plot. Like this page has this stuff happening, break it down. Yeah. It is still a lot of work, for sure. You know, that's the kind of stuff that really is lost to the ages, has never really been collected. But I would love to see that part of the writer's contribution collected in some form it's probably thrown away exactly just a throw yeah. away sheet of paper yeah totally the few pages of like x-men plot that i've ever seen was at the showa museum in, in paris france and it's uh you know it's typewritten and it's the ink of is not archival of typewriters so it's f so faded mm. uh there's drink stains on it and stuff like that like just totally yeah. disregarded this is, this is the big fight scene, big showdown. With Daredevil and uh, ammo, you know, the necessary. You had to get it in there. And the cool thing about the sound effects here is it's giving us more narrative information. And Daredevil is wiling out on this motherfucker. Mm. Each of these represents a sock. And that's a lot of punching happening. He's fucking this dude up. But don't kill him. Yeah. You know, he is too, and it seems like this guy should be out. And when you turn the page, it's like, nope, he's still, uh, he's still kicking. Yeah. You know, he's still a threat. He's still coming, coming at Daredevil. Like, looks like he didn't just hit him 15 times in the face. Like, what <laughs> right. was that last page? Right. Maybe that stuff that uh, that sniff sniff the ammo did. That's a, he's on the dust, man. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. There's more uh, civilian consideration. Yeah, we just got one last 
thing, just one different scene of just citizens. And it's and it's uh, it's that Twilight Zone episode where it's like, don't open the door. Like, we we are we are the civilian. We have our space. Chaos is going on out there. We don't even know if it's like completely radiated out there right now. Right. We're Let's not hold on to each other. Yeah, we're not saving anybody. It's our flock of seagulls, kid. Trying to bring a dead body. Well, trying to bring somebody who thinks is alive. Ends up uh, dead, and he just kind of gives it a... See, that's, this kid's a psycho. This oh, kid, yeah, he's 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 really in bad shape. <laughs> this well, kid I, I go. question Black Widow's judgment handing him a gun a couple I know. pages ago. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And and he, his dick is fully hard. Now at like five <laughs> dead bodies. You know, he just wanted to see that kid get his ass beat, and that was like, that's that started him off. But now he's ready to pull it out and just finish all over these guys. Hey, man, he hasn't bottomed out yet. It's going to get worse. <laughs> you know, Daredevil's religious, too. I feel like just the events of this night for this kid, he's going downstairs after this oh, yeah. issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, Daredevil looks good in that red against the, against this gray-purple background. And, and you have yep. to thank Max Shield for that. Yes. You know, it didn't have to be this way, but, but she knew that, like... You got this like crimson fucking costume, and you could set it against all cool colors, and just make this dude pop. But it's not just the full red, you know. It's she's playing with a lot of different versions of that red. And Daredevil has to pull off the uh, the the good guys, quote unquote, who have grabbed one of the women from Ammo's gang, and are uh, to the victors go the spoils kind of approach. Implications right in the middle of it. Bad seed is. Uh, He's in the middle of all the all the bad stuff. In, in, implications of of straight up rape. Oh yes, right here. Casualties man. of war, which She's I think ours. was a movie about that time. That was uh, same same storyline in that movie. She's ours. She deserves it. Stay out of this. That's very dark. You know, I had no idea what was going on when I read this as a kid. Sure. Right. So right, yeah, reading totally. this stuff, I'm like, oh shit, that's dark. There's for a this lot character to be involved in that. Yeah. You know, I yeah. was surprised reading it. Yeah, because the little dude is going with those cats, man. Sorry, Daredevil. And he, t he tells that little kid that he disgusts him. Yeah. All right, it's over. Yeah, yeah, real pretty abrupt, right? Yeah. Like, and 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 we've 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 seen that approach before. You know, that was like the end of a good Twilight Zone or something like that. We're like, all right, the feds are showing up, man. Sure. The, the army, the cavalry has arrived, and there's a lot of exposition in there because we only have two pages left. We got we gotta we gotta wrap this thing up in a bun. Right, right. Power's gonna be restored. It's not nuclear holocaust. Everything's going to go as it was. Go home, put on your TV. And this would be the moment where the lights come back on in 1977. And everybody's looking around at everybody. Like, how fucking embarrassing are we? You know, it's hot. I get it. But look at, look at what we allowed ourselves to participate in. When our creature comforts go away for a night. I'm sure Nesenti was channeling some of that too. Yeah, she's a New Yorker. So Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. She witnessed that shit firsthand. Shortly, more of that shield color. Mm -hmm. So impressive. Oh yeah, more zip it down. Right. Yeah, some zips. That it's always so interesting too, right? Like when you lay down the zips, and then you have a similar level of bandaid dots in the cyan, because you know you run that risk. You have to have be a good separator to not. Um, more more those patterns all right so you see the kid one more time yeah bullets uh son yeah and he's 
every now and then, man, when you hear these people, these, these survivalist cats, they do seem almost disappointed that the end of the <laughs> world, like, isn't happening right to set. It was just a false alarm, you know? You think that's him right there? I do. I think he's like, <laughs> oh, man, I was so ready for this. Man, these kind of eyes, they just permeate this issue, you know, the, the, the characters looking out with just like, I don't know what's going on, kind yeah. of looks in their eyes. Totally. Mm -hmm. As opposed to that guy. That's a perfect face. Like, that is that character. He it, just cast him so right on. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and the level of, I mean, it's Kniff-like cartooning mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. you know? Like, it's nearly Terry and the Pirates. You get one of these villains, man. They always got to prove their villainy. And our kid with a flock of seagulls haircut doesn't know that he's like a red shirt straight out of Star Trek. But he's going to find out in a couple of panels when she pulls out the blade, makes soup inside of him. Mm. This feels like a really unusual uh, word balloon. Got to get rid of the boy girl. That's a strange statement, I feel like, in a 1988 Marvel comic. Yeah. Yeah, that's the... Uh... That's her saying that. Right. Right. Talking about this kid's cane, right? Haircut. Yeah. Um, so maybe it was that, yeah. It was a. Uh, that's what she was commenting on. Making fun of the fashion, hair. yeah. Yeah. And being a villain. <laughs> now we got to get our melodrama into the mix, that's man. Right. This is still a superhero comic. Daredevil, his, here's the shit go on. I think let's the kid get soup made out of his inside because, like, Daredevil's like, you know what? I'm just going to have to represent this guy in court in a couple of years after oh, after bodies on. are found under his That's basement. Saying, so. <laughs> <laughs> so let's the kid get stabbed a bunch. He's running super slow, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, he like right here he's like those beams these beams hit that situation ten minutes early. You're right about the running. We've seen John Romita Jr. can really make a guy look like he's running and that is not top speed. <laughs> <laughs> it shows up and he could see it's more perverse than you guys realize because he's hearing that heartbeat like wind down and stuff and he's still not giving uh you know he's even being slow with uh the reveal yeah that kid just wants to say goodbye to matt yeah you guys are really deflating the power of this drama <laughs> <laughs> and the kid's very sorry it's for over. all of his are transgressions you are you happy <laughs> perfect use of an open panel you know harkens back to the classic miller cover that's mm -hmm. all white mm -hmm. with the uh I always think that's an issue we should do. Oh, which we, one are you talking about? The Daredevil. Uh, the the one where the sound gets really loud. Is that the one? One in 87, I think, is the cover you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But um, there are no other panels like this in the whole issue, so it right. really stands out. Absolutely. You know, everything is usually off? clogged up. It's all mostly these very strong vertical horizontals here. Like yeah, ground level. Been, been restored. Yeah, ground, ground level. And we wrap things up with our guy that we were introduced to in uh, the very beginning, who was locked up in that holding cell. He's taking a shine to be in a, a Pops. And I like to think, going to teach his kid to be the next criminal mastermind. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if this is Shades of uh, Kane's yeah. origins. We'll call him Abel. There you go. <laughs> Great have, issue. Have they been used in recent Daredevil comics? Do you know? Kayfabe uh, commenters know. will let us know. But, um, <laughs> but you know how they do that, dude. It's always about setting up, so... In Marvel time, that baby might be five years old or something. Right. Yeah. Not really assassin age quite yet. I'm going to say right here, right now, not the last issue of J.R.J.R. Innocenti, Al Williamson, Daredevil comics that we're going to look at on the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Such a pleasure to revisit this material. It's a big issue, man. It's a good one to start with. Yes. One last thing about this 
this issue is this cover. I always thought that she was kind of resting casually on this guy's corpse. Yeah. And it took me a minute to realize, oh, she's grabbing Daredevil's leg. Mm. Oh, you're Does right. Does that look like that? Like, you're I right. thought she was just, like, chilling out. Yeah, she, you know, she's kind of doing both. Which works as well, you know? Kind of shows her attitude. She's kind of doing She's the one both. who stabbed uh, Kane. Yeah. I always like, you could see his, JRJR's construction on a lot of his figures. You could almost, like, break down the shapes. Right. Of his people. So cool, man. Such a pleasure to go through this one. Fife, thanks so much for coming by and uh, going through this comic with us. Thanks so much for showing the, that bound hardcover. Uh, Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. Michelle, tell the people what's out in the universe that they can get their hands on. I got uh, new Copra issues, which you could get at michellefife.com. I also have uh, collections from Image coming out. Round 6 collects the previous 10 issues, and I have a master collection coming out November 16th, collects the first 12 issues in an oversized hardcover edition. And you have a Patreon too, right? I do, yeah. It's all linked on my site, and on my Patreon I uh, show process stuff, I write about comics, talk about comics, so check that out too. Jimmy. Hulk Grand Design, Monster Madness. These two issues are in comic book stores now. Get them wherever you buy comic books. A retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk in 80 pages. This is set up for a collected oversized treasury edition that will be out in January. You can pre-order that wherever you buy books. And uh, Street Angel, Deadly Squirrel Live from Image Comics is back in print after almost a year off of the shelf. So pick that up wherever you get books and join me on Patreon.com slash Jim in comic shops uh, sooner than later, man. Two complete trade paperbacks of Red Room Carnography will be in your comic shop <laughs> if it is not banned in that shop or your country. Trigger Warnings is the newest effort coming out at the end of September. It uh, contains four issues of comics with about 70 pages of additional materials. Uh, you can hit up my Patreon to read uh, future Red Room comics that have yet hit to hit paper. I put up new strips every Tuesday. And three bucks will get you the archive. You get the complete Red Room stuff that's already in print, plus this uh, new stuff before it hits uh, comic shops. Hit up my link tree for all of that stuff. Jimmy, what else do we have out there, man? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel, given those marching orders will be on our way. Read more comics.